Hi, buddy. Welcome into Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's Friday, August 21st, 2020. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, a contributor to AthlonSports.com. And in today's episode, the Big Ten has finally released some sort of information and statement about how the decision to postpone all fall sports went down. And it hasn't exactly fixed the problem that a lot of people seem to have. But we'll talk about that in today's podcast. A little bit later, we'll be joined by our friend Will Hunter, one of the co-hosts of the Locked On Spartans podcast, as he gives us his take on how the Big Ten's decision is being received in the Michigan State community and where Michigan State and the Big Ten potentially go from here as we continue to get some opinions from around the Locked On Podcast Network's Big Ten voices. And we've got some more still to come, so stay tuned for that. I want to make sure you never miss a single episode of our podcast right here by subscribing on whatever podcasting app you may be listening to this episode on right now. So once you're done listening to today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and then leave a rating and a review so you can let us know how you felt about today's particular episode and the podcast in general. Your feedback is greatly appreciated and it does help promote the show across those various podcasting apps. So we appreciate all the support you guys can lend us that way. It's becoming increasingly difficult for me to stay up to date with all the different news headlines that are going around and the press releases that are being sent out as we inch closer and closer to whatever the college football season we will have has in store for us. Now, that typically happens this time of year because we are getting closer to the traditional start of college football. The practices are ongoing throughout the country and having covered college football from a little bit of a national perspective previously with NBC, I get a lot of emails from all these athletic departments with pretty much everything that's going on in their practices. So it's hard for me to stay entirely up to date by the time that this podcast goes live for you guys. And that's because I typically record and put together these podcasts up to eight hours before they actually go live on the various podcasting apps. I typically schedule them for releasing at midnight Eastern on the day that I have it planned for. Now, of course, that means that I'm going to miss a story here or there or I'll be a little bit late. And it's not the first time it's happened. And certainly yesterday was not going to be the last time it has happened. I I knew that this was going to happen because yesterday's episode was really focused on the delay and the the constant wondering of when we're going to get some more answers out of the Big Ten with regard to shutting down or postponing or canceling fall sports, including football. So, of course, after I put together yesterday's episode, edit it, mix it down, upload it, get it set and scheduled for yesterday's release. The Big Ten comes out with their open letter from Kevin Warren expressing uh, his uh, thought process and trying to explain how the Big Ten came to the decision that they did. Of course that happened, right? (laughs) I knew that that was going to happen. There really wasn't a whole lot I took from the open letter. If you want to check it out, if you haven't already, I'll link to it in the show notes today. But it's certainly nothing that could have been released a week ago or, you know, when the Big Ten actually made the announcement. Having this kind of information in this kind of form would have helped alleviate some of the questions and criticism potentially that the Big Ten has certainly had to deal with over the past week. It's been a PR nightmare for the folks in the Big Ten offices, understandably so. And they have heard criticisms from every which angle from the players, from the coaches, including James Franklin, uh, and of course, uh, families who have been flocking together to meet in Chicago and go to the Big Ten offices directly to demand answers and clarification for exactly what happened with the fall season. 
So we're going to turn the page there because at some point we are going to have to figure out when exactly we're going to see the Big Ten play football again. Now, I'm of the mindset that we're still going to see it next fall at the earliest. I don't think that spring football is going to be something that actually takes place. But I'm leaving all options on the table. I'm all for anything that is able to be handled responsibly, safely, securely. If schools feel like they can handle it and the Big Ten rubber stamps it with the approval, I'm not going to stand in the way and say you shouldn't be doing this. Obviously, I hope that things get better in this country with regard to COVID-19 by the time that this next plan will take form. And we don't actually know what that plan is. There's certainly still a lot of ideas up in the air. But it is good to start forming together some kind of alternative plans if this is going to be the path that the Big Ten takes. Now, there's a lot of discussion right now about potentially bubbling Big Ten football programs and playing games in domes. And I think if you are going to play football in the winter, starting in January or even early spring, we all know what the weather is like throughout the the Big Ten landscape uh, for the majority of this conference during those early months of the new year. And it's not very ideal. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it wouldn't be cool to see because who wouldn't love to see some good snow games. But the snow that we typically see in the Midwest at that point in time is a little bit troublesome. So I think that it's going to be pretty interesting to see if winter football is going to be a thing or even spring football is going to be a thing, how the Big Ten actually handles this. Can you actually play games on campuses? That's a big question. But one of the ideas floating around is potentially bubbling teams and playing in domes. Now, Obviously, there are no dome stadiums in the Big Ten, but there are certainly domes around the Big Ten footprint, and these would be the NFL venues. Of course, there's a stadium with a dome, uh, a dome stadium, I should say, in Minnesota. There's one in Detroit. Uh, what other domes are out there around the Big, Ten, uh, the Big Ten? Well, there's one in St. Louis that doesn't technically qualify as the Big Ten because it's in Missouri. But, hey, it's close enough, maybe. Of course, you've got Indianapolis, uh, the site of the Big Ten championship game. So there are domed options available. I don't think we're going to see Big Ten arena football, which would be, hey, I I might be open to that idea. (laughs) I think uh, I made the tweet on my Twitter timeline the the other day about Big Ten arena football. Who's in? I would be interested to see that, but I don't think we're going to go quite that extreme with uh, just getting football in the field. I think that's a completely different breed, but hey, I I might be down for it. You know, if it gets to that, I I might be down for some Big Ten arena football. I don't think, though, that that's going to be what they're talking about when they're talking about playing in Dome. So they're talking about uh, everything possibly to get some kind of football season on the table. Now, we know Purdue head coach Jeff Brom, he put out his old outline for how he would execute a spring season. Uh, And uh, there's been calls from some Big Ten coaches. I think Ryan Day of Ohio State uh, suggested that he would like to see football start in January. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know whatever happens, we're going to find a way to cover it and react to it. So we will obviously keep a very close eye on the situation. And if it looks like we're going to get some Penn State football in January or February, you know that we're going to cover it right here on the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. We're getting close to the end of the summer, which means there's still time to get one last summer getaway. But if you're going to do that, you got to make sure your car is in working condition. And if it's been a while since you put some mileage on it, make sure your car is in tip-top shape by going to rockauto.com and making sure you've got all the parts you need to keep your car running as the summer comes down to a final end. 
RockAuto.com is amazing because you can just go to their website at RockAuto.com, enter the make and model of your car or truck, and it's going to bring you up the entire catalog of everything they have available to you. Whether you're looking for oil, maybe you're looking for a new headlight, maybe some floor mats, or maybe you just need a cup holder and an air freshener. They're going to give you everything that's available for you, and of course, they're going to give you the best prices available. Whether you're a pro or a do-it-yourselfer, they're there for you. They're, look, they're a family business. They've been doing this for a long time. They know what it takes to satisfy their customers, and they even offer contactless delivery, which is all the rage these days. So why not get what you need for your car and get on the road one last time before the summer ends? Go to rockauto.com, enter the make and model of your car, see all the parts available to you, and then make sure you write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Pleased to welcome back to the podcast is Will Hunter. He is the host of the Locked On Spartans podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you do check them out. Doing a great job covering all things Michigan State. Will, how are you doing today? I am okay, <laughs> considering everything. Uh, you can't see me right now. We're on Zoom, but my video is off, but I just gestured at the entire world. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me back. I think it's it, we didn't uh, join up in basketball season. It was just football season, right? So it's been, gosh, like 10 months. Yeah, it has been a while because I don't really go into too much basketball coverage. And, uh, you know, I may have to at some point because I don't yeah. know when we're going to see Big Ten football again. So yeah. I think I may have to spread my wings a little bit more. Yeah, the but main yeah. reason I uh, agreed to join you is because I don't even know what we're going to do on the show anymore. Do you have any ideas? Trying to come up with some ideas. I do have <laughs> a couple ideas that we can talk a little bit later. But uh, it's going to be tough, you know, especially for a show. Like I'm sure you guys are very understanding as well as like – we really gear towards what's going to happen in the football season. And if there's no Big Ten football, we really have to come up with some new ideas. Um, I'm throwing it out there. We, we do have some ideas in the works. So <laughs> don't abandon us just yet. I'll be more than willing to share some tips with you guys, and we can exchange ideas for sure. And maybe we'll just do some more conversations like this. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. Whatever, to, uh, whatever fills the time, frankly. That's the goal right now. Yeah, we, we got time to fill and uh, hopefully we get uh, some th good things to talk about. Now, obviously, there's not a lot of good stuff to talk about right now, but I wanted to bring you on and kind of get a glimpse to see how Michigan State fans are reacting to the, the Big Ten's decision, obviously, to postpone all fall sports, most notably football, uh, with the idea of maybe trying to play in the spring or the wintertime. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this, what's going to happen there, but – you know, basically, it's been a little bit more than a week now. The Big Ten has finally addressed it. Uh, so what's, what's your take on what the past couple of weeks have been for the Big Ten and certainly for Michigan State? Yeah, for Michigan State fans, I think there was definitely a, a general disappointment at start, at, at the start that the announcement, uh, you know, when the news came down that there'd be no Big Ten football, certainly a disappointment. Michigan State fans, you know, although basketball is incredibly popular as well, it's secretly always been a football school and, you know, having that unavailable uh, this year uh, is definitely a bummer, but, but once the news sort of settled in, you kind of could look around at other fans and just give like a knowing look like, Hey, this isn't the worst thing for Mel Tucker, right? Because <laughs> this roster they're bringing back, you know, there's some good players on it, certainly. Some good young talent that you definitely want to get on the field. The cupboard wasn't bare by any means with Mark D'Antonio leaving. But it was definitely going to be a transitional year. 
Uh, they didn't have a quarterback, uh, weren't really sure who was going to step up there. Uh, a lot of questions along the offensive line. Could they stay healthy? You know, have certainly have some good skill guys, but they lost nine of 11 starters on what was a really good defense. And, you know, they've been able to actually recruit decently on the defensive side of the ball. So you feel good about the guys kind of coming in there, uh, the next group, because Michigan State has always just found a way to churn out good defenses. So, like, you know, if you're, if you're watching, looking at the, the roster, looking at the team through green and white glasses, you could be like, ah, uh, yeah, this could be okay. We could make a bowl game. Maybe they can win seven or eight. Uh, but I think a lot of the fan base is like, yeah, four and eight's possible. It, it's in the realm of possibility. And so you look around, you say, hey, first-year coach, kind of in a year zero situation, hired late, didn't get a spring ball didn't get uh, a ton of time to work on the field with this team, installing things, everything's done over Zoom. The, uh, that's a recipe for a mess, a potential like E season, and that could really stall things out. They got to get recruiting back going. And if you go three and nine and look inept at times, it's tough to recruit as good as, uh, you know, as good as the recruiters on the staff are, uh, especially with Mel Tucker. There was a lot of downside uh, potentially with this season. So we were kind of secretly, I, I think a lot of fans are like, yeah, this isn't the worst thing. A little bit more time to learn the offense, maybe some first round talent from, I don't know, Penn State uh, decides to enter the draft instead of playing in a spring slash uh, winter season. So all in all, I think it's uh, okay. I think they are hurt by it much less than say Ohio State, who is a national title contender and Penn State, who's kind of a notch right below them. And I guess if you want to throw Michigan in there as well, because they always think they're going to win the big 10, despite, you know, never really finishing higher than third in the East. Um, but yeah, those top three programs in the East, are certainly feeling it a lot more than Michigan state who didn't have crazy high expectations going into the season. So it only took a few minutes to get in the first Michigan knock. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but it, I think all the things you're saying are, are great because it's almost kind of like a forgotten storyline at this point, because you know, it wasn't. It was just a couple of weeks ago that I'm starting to look around the rest of the Big Ten and try and figure out what's going to happen this season on the field. And mm -hmm. you know, like you said, you know, Ohio State was going to be good. A lot of uh, positive energy around this Penn State team in particular going into the season. Yeah. And, and then you start to figure out well, what's going to happen with some of the other teams. And you know, from an outsider perspective, I almost kind of forgot that Michigan State had a coaching change because so much yeah. has happened this year since that happened. It's been busy. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I was curious to see what was going to happen with Mel Tucker in his first year uh, on the sideline there. And I didn't know what to expect. That was the big takeaway I had about Michigan State. I was like, I don't know what to make of this team going mm -hmm. into this upcoming season. So, yeah, I think you're, you've got a pretty good point there where the more time you get to prepare now and kind of adjust uh, maybe more uh, according to normal ways of going about it, uh, maybe that's going to be good for Michigan State. But obviously not playing football this fall is not a good situation no. to be in. You can call off the search for the perfect protein bar because it is once again over. Built Bar is back. They are new and improved, and I could not be happier to have them back as a sponsor of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Everything you loved about Built Bar before, it's still there, but now it's coming in a new package, and they've got new flavors to add to their already terrific assortment of flavors to choose from. You guys know I'm a big fan of the orange chocolate flavor that they had before. I'm happy to know that it's still there, but I also can't wait to try out some of their new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, 
cream, lemon almond cheesecake. Sign me up for that. Now, if you want to go and check out some of these flavors, whether the old existing flavors or some of their new flavors on the way, all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com and then the promo code locked on, and they're going to save you $10 off your next order. And while supplies last, they're even going to throw in a free cooler. So if you want to check out the protein bar that tastes like a chocolate bar, save yourself $10 on your order and get a free cooler, you got to go to BuiltBar.com right now. Again, BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you're going to save $10 off your next order. And while supplies last, a free cooler will be included in your shipment. You know, is there a lot of acceptance on the idea that uh, – not playing football is the right decision or is there kind of a mixed reaction from the Michigan State fans? Uh, you know, what, what's the kind of temperature uh, around that program right now? I would say by and large, um, Michigan State fans are okay with it, uh, accepting of it, understanding of it. I, I do think part of it is uh, the, the, the fact that they weren't competing for like Ohio State fans are absolutely rabid right now. Uh, they are, taking the word of a person named Sir Yacht on Twitter and just living and dying with that. Um, they will do anything for a season. And Michigan State fans are kind of like, yeah, the safety and liability issues are probably uh, probably important here. We should probably look at those when making decisions. And I think it helps. You know, they have a new president at MSU, but um, he's a doctor, Dr. Stanley. Um, and he, uh, during his research days or whatever, studied viruses and bacteria and, and infectious diseases and things like that. So uh, it's something he has nice credentials can, is what you're saying. Yes, it's something nice you can kind of fall back on. You're like, you know what? I'm good trusting our president with this decision. He seems qualified uh, to make it. And yeah, so oh, I, I think there was that initial disappointment, like I said, but I think everyone's kind of settled in like, yeah, this is probably the smart thing to do. It's going to be really terrible and a bummer uh hope we can play at some point but this is probably the right call and michigan state had four kids opt out uh kind of right off the jump had an outbreak had to quarantine the entire team for two weeks when i think 16 players and four staff members tested positive uh on a single day so like them and rutgers are kind of in that that same boat where like had pretty tough outbreaks so you're kind of a little bit more I don't know, sensitive to it as a Michigan State uh, fan, football player, you know, anyone member of the program, like, yeah, this kind of hit us, so maybe we think twice about playing. Yeah, I almost feel like uh, once a program goes through something like what Michigan State has and what Rutgers has gone through, it probably gets a lot of people to think things a little bit differently if they weren't already there before. Um, so I guess a positive can come out of it. Uh, obviously, uh, we hope that everyone is still doing everything they need to be doing and make sure everybody's as safe as possible. And not to say that Michigan State wasn't, but I'm just saying, you know, it's tough to 100% slam the door shut on an outbreak. Yeah. But you know, obviously taking all the precautions that you possibly can, uh, it's good to see. And I, I think around the Big Ten as a whole, things have seemingly been uh, been handled pretty well, I think, from from what I can tell, uh, yeah. even including what's happened with Michigan State and Rutgers. I think as a whole, the conference has adapted pretty well to this point in time. And I think that's why you saw some of the outrage from some of these uh, fan bases and some of these programs like Nebraska and Iowa and, of course, uh, Ohio State and uh, there's some rumblings out of Penn State for sure uh, about the cancellation of the season or at least the way it was handled. And I think, you know, now we're getting a little bit more clarity. I don't know if that necessarily uh, eases a lot of the pain and the uh, frustrations that some people have been having over the past week. But, you know, maybe the Big Ten's at least turning the page. It certainly doesn't look like we're going to be getting – uh, a reversal of that decision anytime soon. 
No, it does not. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, despite all the, uh, the the pomp and circumstance to try and get something going, uh, I just don't think it's gonna. I'm not gonna say it's gonna fall on deaf ears, but it's not going to, you know, <laughs> overturn anything that's already been happening. Uh, but I am very curious about uh, what this is going to be doing moving forward. You know, the yeah. idea of playing in the spring. Do you think that that is a realistic option that is going to ultimately be on the table, or you, are you like me? who thinks that um, you know, I'll believe that when I see it. And I think it's all eyes set on the fall when things get settled. I do. Uh, I, I think it'll be vastly different. Uh, just aside from the time difference, right? Because winter followed, you know, weather and all that. Aside from all that, I think the viability of a winter slash spring season relies on just doing things differently, whether that's, uh, limiting the schedule even further like you only play in the division and then there's a championship game so six game season uh, with extra rest built in start it you know sometime in January if you can use indoor facilities or start it in March and get it in you know so you're done mid-April um, you know you would need some NFL flexibility with that which is going to be tough and then you've of course got to build in enough recovery time, but I think something like a six, seven game schedule played in, uh, you know, sometime around March, February, March could work. Uh, I think there's some viability to that. Uh, you know, Michigan state has the, the AD and the, and the president have both said, you know, bubbles are kind of an option they're looking at. I'm not sure about football, certainly basketball. I think they're going to do everything they can to get basketball in and they have, talked about doing bubbles, but there's also some neutral locations related to football that you could use as well. Um, you know, the, the thing is you're going to have to have schools admit through their actions, like, hey, football players matter more than regular students. They're going to be taking online classes and they're all going to be living uh, in Detroit for whatever, for six weeks while they play games at Ford Field or, or Indianapolis or uh, up in Minnesota, you know, there's a handful of domed NFL stadiums. And if you can make it work with the NFL teams there, you know, that is something that I, I've heard uh, talked about and I think could be a viable thing. But I, I think there are paths to sort of a weird different season just to get some sort of football in, like in, I don't know, an extra large version of spring ball. Um, I'm not locked in like, yeah, that's they're definitely going to get it done. I, I have full confidence that this is going to happen. I have no idea. No, none of us have any idea, uh, but I, I do really think they're actually going to give it a, a strong go um, now that it's August here. So that gives us what, like four months, five months, put together a solid plan, see if it's something that you can execute away from the general student body population. Um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of hope there. A little bit of hope, and I guess that's uh, all we have to chew on right now. So until any further notice, uh, I guess we'll just be kind of glued to the headlines and the, th the Twitter machine and just hoping that we're going to get something a little bit more than a glimmer of hope at some point. But who knows when that's going to be, right, Well, So I think uh, we'll see. We're, yeah, we're all kind of in a holding pattern. Meanwhile, we do have three power conferences that are, at this point in time, still planning on playing football this year with their adjusted mm -hmm. schedules. Do you think uh, we're going to actually see – the ACC and the Big 12 in the SEC this fall, or are they going to ultimately you know, end up making the same decision at the Big 10 and the Pac-12 and, of course, the MAC and the Mountain West? FA? I think they're going to try. I think they're going to put their, their hard hats on uh, over their hard heads and put their head down and, and just try to 
bully their way through a, a global pandemic. Um, it's very much been the, a lot of, I don't know, not the whole American spirit, but a lot of American spirit has been dedicated towards handling the virus that way. And I, I don't see why anything would change. Uh, if anything, football tends to be more stubborn and hard-headed than, uh, than typical everyday life, uh, even in this country. So yeah, I think they're going to try. Uh, I think it's going to be a disaster. I hope it's not. I hope it goes perfectly. And we all can like that. The worst case scenario for that is just like, yeah, the big 10 back 12 look kind of dumb. That'd be great. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think the more likely scenario is you've got a ton of players missing games. You've got situations, postponements, uh, travel issues, unanswered questions, kids getting sick, coaches getting sick. Hopefully no one gets severely ill. We've seen a handful of players already get severely ill. Um, you know, if, oh, I'm blinking on the kid's name in Indiana, who's been really sick. Um, that kid at Clemson can't play this year. I think it's Xavier Thomas isn't going to be playing this year because he got so sick with COVID and lost a bunch of weight. It's a linebacker at LSU who lost like 30 pounds. He was tweeting about there's been a handful of players, despite being like really high level athletes who have really struggled with this thing. And statistically, you know, they're at much less of a risk, but there's still a risk there. And I just hope nothing bad happens, but I, I'm not confident that they're going to get through it unscathed. I think like the middle, if you do it a thousand times, run a simulation, like the average one is, yeah, the schedule ends up messed up. Some people get sick, games get postponed and it's kind of a mess and they look stupid. I think that's like the average outcome. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. Uh, obviously, we're hoping that nobody gets sick. Hey, I'm all for it. If the ACC and the Big 12 and the SEC, if they can pull it off, I'm going to be watching, and kudos to them for being able to do that. But I just hope that they're able to do so without any additional risk to anybody that's going to be involved. And it's hard for me to sit here and say that there is no additional risk by moving forward by playing football. So, obviously yeah, – not, uh, not with students on campus. There, there's, that's, that's the other thing. That's like the biggest thing. That's the other thing, because no offense to anybody that's out there, but I've been there, and college kids will do stupid things, and we're already starting to see it as uh, some of these schools are opening up. And Michigan State just had to go to remote learning, right? Yeah, Michigan State's online, Notre Dame's online for a couple weeks, because they, I don't know, they might be fully online, because they had like 58 outbreaks or cases one day, then 112, then like 200 and something on Wednesday. North Carolina shifted to all online, but is keeping athletes preparing for the season although they did pause workouts for a couple of days yeah we're already starting to see uh whether it's big time schools like michigan state with fifty thousand undergrad and i've seen it at like uh i don't know william and mary so you see twitter videos of like oh this is the first day back at university of alabama so and so place you've never heard of and it's a thousand people packed into a cul-de-sac just partying like yeah that's i mean it's gonna happen i i probably would have done it too because just you're, you feel invincible as a college kid. Yeah, like, yeah I'm fine. Yep. I think it's just, it's unavoidable. And most of them are going to end up being okay because it just doesn't affect them that way, but not everyone's going to be so lucky. So I just hope, I don't know. I just hope it's limited uh, as much as it can. And yeah, I don't, I don't feel great. I don't feel optimistic about any of this, as you can tell. Oh, I, I definitely get that vibe. But you know what? It's like that right now. That's the, that's the reality, not just with sports, but around uh, real life right now. So Again, Will, I thank you for the time. It's always a pleasure getting a chance to talk with you. Sure. And hopefully we'll do this again soon. And uh, hopefully we'll have something more positive to talk about. Does that sound like a good plan to you? 
Sounds like a plan. Yeah, we might have to just like keep inviting each other on each other's podcast to, to create content. We'll, we'll figure it out though. <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right. Well, you take it easy, stay safe and, and keep doing a good work over there on Locked on Spartans. And uh, I look forward to hearing your next episode. Thank you, sir. And that, my friends, will bring a close to this episode of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. I thank you guys so much for tuning in to not just this episode, but episodes throughout the week, throughout the last couple of months. I know it's been tough sometimes, but we do try to put together a podcast that you're going to enjoy listening to. We're going to try to share you some information, share you some reaction and opinion, and hopefully some good conversation along the way. And we are trying to reach out and get some more guests involved in the show more regularly moving forward. So if that's something you want to hear as we try to find a way to kill some time before we get a chance to see some Penn State football again, please let me know. The best way to show your support and to send your feedback to the podcast is by subscribing in your favorite podcasting app, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify, whatever you may be using to listen to this podcast right now, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And then when you're finished with the episode, leave a reading, leave a review. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Let us know what you think about the show because we appreciate your feedback. We take that feedback into consideration moving forward. And your feedback does help promote the show and grow the show on whatever podcasting app you may be listening to. So we appreciate the support any way you want to send it to us that way. You can also reach out to us at any time on all the social media platforms we are on. You can use the username LockedOnNittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitch. Once again, my name is Kevin McGuire, and I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com, and you can follow me on Twitter, at KevinOnCFB, and also check out my Patreon page at Patreon.com slash KevinMcGuire. There will be a new podcast on Monday. I don't know what the rest of the next week is going to look like just yet because I am going away for one last vacation this summer. But I'm going to try and get the three episodes in there for you next week to kind of keep you occupied, keep you entertained. Uh, We'll see what happens. But stay tuned on Twitter. I'll be sure to post an update on what's going on there. But until next time, everybody, thank you for listening once again. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Be responsible. And go one to know in whatever you end up doing this weekend. Until next time, everybody, have a great day, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you later.